Good morning. Let's gonna, we're going to open with prayer. Let's bow our heads. Lord God, open our eyes and our hearts to your truth. Set a watch over my mouth, Lord, lest I sin against you. And thank you, Lord, for this day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So I've only got two <clears throat> scriptures this week. Did I get them? Yep. Um, and before I get to those scriptures, I want to talk to you, because the Lord was talking to me, I want to talk to you about what I saw this week um, on social media. Now, I don't have this app, but I saw it after the fact um, from a different source, a different social media source. Um, and these kids, so all these kids were on this social media platform, and I'll talk about which one it was, um, about how devastated they were after reading a letter to America by Osama bin Laden. And I didn't realize it at the time. I just I heard them talking about it, and I saw the kids talking about it, and then I saw the commentary. Um, the the it was actually a news a news broadcast, and they said they said that the letter was very edited because I remember the original letter. He read the original letter on a video, and then sent the video uh, with the letter through. I don't remember if it was news sources or, but I actually remember hearing him talk and seeing the, what he was saying and how very <clears throat> awful it was. And so these kids were reading this edited letter and they were devastated. And I couldn't under, I was like, whoa, what? So I looked at it and <laughs> So the Lord started speaking to me about it because I was like, Lord, what, what is going on? Because it doesn't make sense to me that this is coming up. Like it, it's been what, almost 20 years now since, since that letter came out. And the Lord, as he's talking to me, he's saying, that this is not by accident. So he was saying, this is not by accident. They're trying to, what he was saying is that there was not enough response. The enemy, he said the enemy did not get enough response and there's not enough people for the enemy to be able to get enough traction for the enemy's strategies to go forward. And so the, he said the enemy has trotted this out because they're making, he's making a comparison between the 9-11 attacks and the October 7th attacks. And this was a long conversation with the Lord. It's one of the longest conversations I've had in recent months with the Lord. He because usually it, he'll just he'll talk to me a little bit a little bit here and there, a word here and there. But this was a conversation and he doesn't usually talk to me in conversation. And so as I'm, as I'm sitting with him and I am just marinating in this and I'm, you know, very confused about why this is happening. And this is the comparison that he gave me. 9-11, when 9-11 happened, almost 3,000 people died. At that time, 
there was approximately 281 million Americans. So if you think about it on that scope, it wasn't a lot of people, but it was a lot of people, right? Families all over the country were impacted by it. The entire nation was impacted by it. When October 7th happened, 1,200 deaths occurred that day. The population of Israel is currently 9 million. So if you put that into perspective of 281 million and 9 million, 3,000 deaths, 1,200 deaths, that's a lot. We know that uh, there's around 200 people. Some of them are United States citizens, are being held captive. They have been kidnapped and uh, women were raped. Babies had their heads cut off in front of their parents. Grandmothers were put on social media and killed in front of, they actually, that day, they got a hold of the woman's phone, they pulled up her social media and they live broadcasted her death to her family. There is a video out there that they are proud of where they stuck a baby in a microwave in front of, and they fried that baby alive in front of their parents. And when you put that into perspective, they turned around within days afterwards and blamed Israel for what came upon them. Just like Osama bin Laden blamed America for what he brought to us. So they're trying to say that terror, that terrorizing people, that killing people is okay. That there's a reason behind it. And I am telling you right now that God said there is no reason to kill people this way. And this is the example that he gave me. And I know that there's a lot of women out there that have seen this happen. And I can't think of a single woman who has not had this happen and, and seen it. It is the equivalent of a perpetrator raping a woman. And when she files charges against him in the courts, they rape her again. The courts rape her again because they talk about her past, what she was wearing, and that it is insinuated that she deserved it. That is what they are doing. And when the Lord showed that to me in that setting, I got it for sure. Like I, I understood that they were comparing 9-11 and October 7th. But he said, this is how personal this is. So I'm bringing this to you today. So that when people who are Palestinian sympathizers... talk to you 
and you watch the news talk about how Israel is to blame, I want you to remember that. I want you to remember, I want you to remember what they did and that there's no excuse for it because you can take any letter, you could take anything that Hitler said, you can take any of the conversations, any of the speeches that he did, and you can make it sound like the Jews deserved what they got and Europe deserved what they got. You can, you can make anything that somebody says, if you edited it enough, sound like it's a good thing. And they, can, and they will change your viewpoint. Be careful what goes in your eye gates and in your ear gates. And this, these videos of these kids talking about their devastation is on TikTok. This is another reason why Americans need to shut down TikTok in this country. There's many reasons, and I, I, can, I can list them. One is their algorithm targets small children with drug ads because they know that kids are on there and they have them, have them grouped in ages. But we should not be, Americans should not be using a communist country's social media. We can create something, our own platform, and we can do this. We have the technology to do it. We have the people that are smart enough to do it. And we need to shut down TikTok because they don't allow this kind of crap on the Chinese version of TikTok. It's not allowed. It is all the stuff that is on there that they allow in our country is banned in China. The China Chinese version of TikTok. I... And I I would love for our legislators to shut it down because it needs to be shut down. And that's the only time you'll ever hear anybody, anybody from the left talk about free speech. They, you got to have free speech when it comes to their demonic stuff. Lord, forgive me. I know you love them. And it's not just the left. It's it's, and I'm not and I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. So I I am a registered independent. I have always been an independent thinker, and I was even a registered Democrat for years and years. That party has gone so far away from the values of God, and I and I just really I want people to understand that I'm talking about this today because God was talking about it to me about it because it matters and the church needs to understand that if they're doing this to Israel, we're next. How long have we had our borders open? How long have we allowed these people to come in? So we don't even know how many of the pro-Palestinian protesters, which really are just, they're just terrorists. We don't even know how many of them came in or in here illegally. Because millions have flooded our borders. There are, uh, there's over a million people that have come through our southern border in three years. That's the estimates. That it's, over a, it's well over a million now. And <clears throat> those are just the gotaways. That's not even the estimated like 
ones that they don't even know about. So we have no idea how many of these people have come into this. That we know that so there was somewhere, I think it was the, the last count was like 120 that we know of that were, that were uh, for sure highly wanted like worldwide. And I don't remember, I don't remember the countries of origin on those, but I know that some of them were Middle Eastern. There's a lot of Chinese. They're all military age men. You, you, there, there's not that many women coming. These are a lot of men. God's saying, if it can happen to Israel, it can happen to America. That's where we're at. And he's trying to put a warning out. Do not align with Satan's manipula manipulations in this country. And I thank the Lord every day that I live in a free country that allows us to worship him however we see fit. And now we're going to get into the message that he gave me before all of this happened. And we're going to start with Psalm 104 through 5. So if you've got your Bibles out, let's go ahead and get that. The Word of God says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness and his faithfulness to all generations. What is thanksgiving? So the biblical definition of thanksgiving means devotion, sacrifice, praise, or an offering. Thanksgiving is glorifying God as an act of worship and giving thanks for all things as part of God's providence. The true meaning of thanksgiving focuses upon relationship. Thanksgiving is a relationship between God and man. We should be living our lives daily with a heart cry of thanksgiving to God for all he has done. This daily gratitude for the breath in our lungs, the clothes on our back, food in our bellies, a house to live in, a job to provide for our families, transportation to get from point A to point B, these things that we take for granted, a family that we have to love, a community that we have to serve. We should be living our lives in these daily gratitudes. Now, we can either have an attitude or we can have gratitude about our lives. It's our choice. When we look at our lives with an attitude, we change the actual atmosphere around our lives in a negative direction. Think about people who speak negatively all the time and how miserable they are, how miserable they seem as you look at them. As you, as, you, as you watch them live their lives. Or how, or how, think about how when you have an attitude, how that attitude seems to ruin your day. It goes to a negative direction. It puts your life in a negative 
direction. Your day goes in a negative direction. When we don't have gratitude that we have family and loved ones and a job, and we don't have gratitude that we get to live in a country that loves God, when we don't have gratitude that we have grocery stores all around us and we can just go and pick something up. Not other, other countries don't always have that. They don't have the things that we have here. And we need to have gratitude for where we are. Thank you, Jesus, that you came. And that I don't have to live my life in hell, because I am saved by your grace, Lord, and you've forgiven my sins. Living that day, that life of daily gratitude for the Lord. When we look at our lives from this perspective of thanksgiving and gratitude, we change the atmosphere in a positive direction. We go into the direction that God wants us to go in. How we speak matters. I keep going back and forth to this. Are we speaking in gratitude and thanksgiving or are we complaining and grumbling? I know you've heard this come from me before. The Lord keeps bringing it back to the subject. Over and over, everything keeps coming back to the power of our words. And when I questioned the Lord over this and I said, Lord, why do you keep bringing me back to this over and over and over again? He said to me, in order for this ecclesia, and ecclesia, what is the ecclesia? That is us, the body of Christ. And ecclesia is the body of Christ that comes together. It means the gathering in, in Greek. He said, in order for this ecclesia to operate, an effective prayer, you have to understand the dunamis power of words. Now, dunamis is another Greek word, and that word means explosive power. And I think I've talked about that before, the word dunamis. It means it's the power behind the explosion. It's also the root of it comes uh, is where we get the word dynamite. So it's an explosive power. And he's saying to have effective prayer. That means that our prayers, when we pray them, they become active in the, in the atmosphere. They become active in the, in the world. So for us as a church, as an ecclesia, as a body of Christ, for our prayers to become active and to, to have the dunamis power in our words, we have to live in this place of thanksgiving. We have to be in right standing with Christ. I want you to think about this because this this is this was mind blowing. This is something that I learned actually just recently, because I am always looking at other the Bible and the original language. The Hebrew word for word is devar. This is also the word for thing. There's no differentiation between word and thing. Devar is devar. It means word. It means thing. Words are real. Words are concrete. And they create things. So devar creates devar. 
This is why our words matter. So when the Bible says, God said, let there be light, and there was light, shows the creation of things from words. This is why our words matter so much, because we have been given authority, and our words matter also, because we are the body of Christ. We are his bride. When Paul states, go to Colossians 3.8. Go ahead and get your Bibles to Colossians 3.8. <clears throat> In Colossians 3.8, says, Paul is talking to the, to the uh, Colossians. The, the, it's not Colossians. Yeah, the Colossians. Paul's talking to the, uh, the people of Colossae. Is it Colossae? Yeah, Colossae. He's talking to the people of Colossae, the church. He's talking to the church. And he says, But now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Why is he saying that? Because our words matter. Our words create Things. This is why he's saying, don't, this is the actual verse that means don't curse, don't cuss. Because what you, what comes out of your mouth comes from the heart. We've talked about this before. What goes in your eye gates and in your ear gates comes out of your heart because that's where it, it lands. It's going to land there. You don't want to have a landing point for these foul things like anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk. Because what comes out of our mouth has power. And he and Paul is saying, put it away. Don't talk about these things. Don't say these things. I want you to hear this because this is a this is a really important point. Pagan religions are still around today. And these pagan religions know the power of the word. Why? Because Satan knows the power of the word. Christians seem to have forgotten this, the power of the word, because what better way to muffle us, to shut us up, and to get shut us down, and to shut down the will of God, the word of God, and the, the, uh, the will of God being seen in the earth, is to make the church think that they don't have a voice, that their prayers don't matter, and that anything that they say is not going to happen. Paul said this in, in, to, to the people in Colossians. He said this to the church because the Jewish people knew something that we have lost in the language interpretations of the Bible today because he was a Jew. Jesus knew this. Je Jesus understood this. He was a Jew. They understood this because it was from the very beginning that God talked to them about the power of words. God created everything with his words, and we have that power also. This is the reason when Jesus cursed the fig tree, it died. Be careful what you say. Our words, when they are aligned with the word of God, combine together so that the will of God is done on earth as it is in heaven. We move 
the spiritual realm into the heavenly realms into the natural realm into what you see every day by our words by our prayers i had something else but i'm taking it out i hear the lord saying no we're gonna we're gonna do this next next time we want to live in thanksgiving we want to live a life of thanksgiving we want to live with gratitude in our hearts and we want our prayers to be effective in all that we do so that we can see the will of God being done on the earth. Because our comfort is not as important as God's will. So we're going to close out the service of prayer. And I want each of us to think in our hearts and I want each of us to ask the Lord, Lord, what are you saying to me today? What do you want me to align with you on to see that your will is done in the earth? So let's, let's bow our heads. Lord, thank you for teaching us about your heart for Israel. Thank you for teaching us truth. Lord, bless Israel, oh God. Bless Israel with a swift and quick victory over Hamas. Protect them, Lord. I pray your holy protection over Israel, the Israel Defense Force, the IDF, and the people of Israel. Bring the captives home, Lord God. Bring them home safely. I bind in Jesus' name every demonic strategy, plan, and agent of the enemy. I curse in Jesus' name the enemy's plans, strategies, and favor, his allies, and his funds that he is using. Just as Jesus cursed the fig tree, I curse the terrorist enemy of the children of God. Lord, I thank you for your provision and protection of your children. Lord, I thank you that you are for us and not against us. Lord, I thank you for revealing your heart for us in the world. And I pray that every person within the sound of my voice would realize the creative power of our words and in doing so align their hearts with the heart of God and begin to pray powerful prayers that aligns with the word of God and changes their prayer life and the world around them forever. In Jesus' name I pray.